Hi everyone, Brian here. I just wanted to give you all an FYI so you don't get confused or let us know of our error. On this episode, we discuss this year's holiday lineup. We recorded this episode the day before Ubisoft announced that Watch Dogs was going to be delayed. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to edit all instances of Watch Dogs out. We're still looking forward to the game, however, whenever it comes out. And to the best of our knowledge, all the other games we mentioned still plan on coming out when they're supposed to. So with that said, enjoy the episode. It's the most wonderful time of year for video gamers. As we head into the holiday season, we've got plenty of reasons to look ahead with anticipation. With two major video game consoles about to launch, gamers are setting their sights on what these new toys will be capable of. Current-gen console owners also have reason to look forward to the holiday lineup as well. So what we'll do is we'll break it all down for you right here on Downloadable Content. Welcome to Downloadable Content. I'm Brian, and with me on this particular episode, we have Ben. Hello, everybody. And we have Wyatt. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the both of you. We're going to be chatting about the holiday lineup of video games this year. It's a, uh, it's a lineup of games that has some anticipation for many gamers. We have two major consoles this year for the first time in... What seven, eight years? Something yeah, something like, like that. that. It's been a while. Two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand six was the last time we had two new consoles released at the same time. Yeah, I remember when that came out. Fresh, uh, not freshman year. Sorry, sophomore into junior year, and that's been a long time. The industry uh, people have been begging for new consoles, and then the Wii U decided to get a head start, and people are still like, eh. Uh, <laughs> Poor, yes, people poor, do sound like Wario. Uh, yeah, yeah, poor Nintendo. <laughs> well, honestly, so honestly, Nintendo, but... yeah, honestly, though, I think that I've, the hype for these consoles is the lowest I've ever seen it in terms of like the new console generation. I mean, they're, they're, I, I think people are starting to say that they're more interested in, in kind of unique stuff and rather than just prettier graphics. And, and, you know, that hasn't really been, I mean, in a few games have kind of stood out towards getting, you know, more interesting experiences. But I think another factor that can't really be ignored is that the, just the number of developers that have closed in the last six or seven years because people can't afford to, to make games anymore. It just becomes more and more expensive every time the console specs go up. So I think part of it is just flat out, hey, there are fewer games that are going to be made because there are fewer people around to make them. That's why we have indie games. Indie games. <laughs> indie games. Yeah, and the thing about indie games is that indie games are sort of on their own in terms of they don't need a big release holiday. They just kind of do their own thing. So they don't play by the rules, so to speak. Yeah, but they also sometimes have to 
deal with some other issues like you know bad publishing policies by the first parties or oh no absolutely whatever. I was just I was just saying in comparison to like for the holiday specials and stuff like that so like a lot of indie games is sort of like oh it's going to be on this system and this system is you don't get as much of the uh, what's it called exclusive Xbox exclusive PS4 there's a little bit less of that yeah you still get some of them but I, I see what you're saying all right so who wants to go first. Well, let us dive right in, and since we are going, this episode is coming to you just before the PS4 uh, PS4 gets launched. I figured we'll probably start with that. So, I mean, obviously, uh, PS4 comes out November fifteenth. Uh, just for if you, just for reference to all of you listeners out there, all of these dates are U.S. release dates. Those of you who happen to be listening to this that are out of the country. Um, we should also state that the day of this recording is October 12th. <laughs> yes, so things are subject to change, as developers are wont to do. So, November 15th is all PS4. That is, that is it's their day. And um, you know, pre- um, from what I'm hearing, pre-orders for PS4 are pretty much all gone. Th- there's a lot of anticipation, but if all of the all of the media is to be believed, uh, PS4 stand- Sony stands to make a killing. And well, I mean, obviously it's the cheaper of the two systems by a hundred bucks, and there's not. I mean, for the light, the launch lineup for the PS4, uh, for me personally, doesn't uh, it's it's not a spectacular lineup. There's a lot of sequels and or continued entries into already established franchises. We don't have a lot of new IPs coming out. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I know gamers who are very excited for uh, Assassin's Creed Four. And the next Call of Duty game, Call of Duty Ghosts. Call of Duty, hooray! <laughs> and Battlefield Four. Call of Shooter Duty is and now... more different. Yeah. Go ahead, Wyatt. <laughs> Sorry, no. Yeah, the Call of Duties have just become the Madden of the shooter, first-person shooter world. It's just well, every year, new Call of Duty, hooray! Yeah, with technically just a roster update. It's, I mean, it's shooter and more different shooter. They're, they're, they're. I mean, I'm, I, I know that people get very, very fanatical about, you know, this franchise is better than that franchise. But, you know, if, for those of us on the outside looking in, it's way more of okay. I have other games where I can shoot things. They don't come out on an annual basis, but they add way more to the formula than a dog. We'll get to that. I'm sure we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Madden, Madden NFL 25 is getting a <laughs> PS4. Hooray! <laughs> because of course it is. Um, and I'm looking at at this list, and I'm I'm noticing not hardly any exclusives. I mean, we see Assassin's Creed 4 for the PS4, and then on the 22nd, just a week later, Xbox One gets it. Again, along with Battlefield 4 and Call of Duty and Madden and... I mean that's that's been the state of the industry though for years. It's essentially you 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 know if you if you want the most unique games possible, you get a Nintendo system and you get either of the other two systems, whichever one you prefer, depending on a number of factors. And you're pretty much assured that you're going to get you know 
most, most versions. Even even the stuff that, you know, oh, it's it's a timed exclusive. Well, you know what timed exclusive usually means at this point is we're going to pay you just enough to say that you have to wait six months before you bring it to the other guy's system. I mean, they're, they're you know, and by then usually it's, oh, you'll get all the patches, you'll get all the DLC, you'll get all the extra stuff anyway. It, in a lot of cases, it makes more sense for people to wait than it does for them to buy games up front because the better version is going to come out in a little while. They don't want to leave anybody out, but at the same time, they are, you know, trying to jumpstart what's going to be next. I, I applaud the fact that they're actually taking the effort to say, or some retailers are, you know, for some games, you'll have the option to, you know, buy the, say, Xbox 360 version of a game, and then when the Xbox One comes out, trade that in and pay a small fee to upgrade to the Xbox One version. But, you know, at this point, we got to remember this is they're not quite at the point yet where they have the established you know install base to say okay we can stop developing for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 they're going to get there they want to get there as soon as possible but luckily for those of us who don't have any interest in buying a new console just yet they're not going to do that to us so quickly not not quite yet i mean um there's a couple of new IPs slated for the PS4 launch. There's a game called Knack. That looks yeah. interesting. Looks um, like it could be interesting. Um, and then, of course, uh, let's just dive right in. Let's talk about Watch Dogs. That seems to be one of the top games on many people's want lists. I mean, it's it's a it's a fresh new IP. It's presenting some interesting ideas that became all the more interesting and relevant when all of the the Prism stuff started to come to light. Um, you know, I mean, I I personally wish if you had something like the processing power of a PS4 with the the touchscreen controller of the Wii U, I think that would be just outstanding. As it is, you know, I think the 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 tablet esque controller of the Wii U or just adding a second screen experience with you know an, an external device could add a lot to the game and could show a lot of other people hey this is how you make something really unique and interactive um, but it's 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 pretty you know intense it seems like there's a lot of ways that you can in- interact with the environment and that the game is going to interact with you I think that's the kind of fresh experience that I was really talking about you know it's not just about giving us bigger worlds it's about giving us big worlds that have more stuff to do, that do more stuff to us, and that we can just generally play in. Absolutely. And Watch Dogs is not a PS4 exclusive. It's going to be on everything. Yeah, and I think everyone's going to buy it. I mean, everyone's really excited about this, and and if we're going to go back to that original idea of how we're kind of seeing a lot of the flaws of the gaming system really show with the new consoles in terms of just more repeats of the old IPs and other people that tried IPs dying out... Watch Dogs is like this great thing of here's what we can do with the current system. We're not going to reinvent the wheel, but we're going to we're going to take things that people are really interested in, which is modern society, uh, the idea of, you know, over surveillance, and we're going to put it into an open world and not so much remake the wheel, but really polish it and give it a new coat. And I'm really excited about it. I remember seeing it at PAX this year and it was fantastic. I'm just curious, just from an intellectual level, what the difference is between the PS4 version, uh, the Xbox One version, and the version that gets released for the for the current gen consoles. Absolutely, because I'm getting I'm getting in for the Xbox 360 at some point. Uh, I'm not jumping into the console wars as of yet. I I'm going to wait this one out for a bit longer, but 
Yeah, I want to see what 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 is the difference because right now, no, I'm really surprised. I haven't seen a lot more people capitalizing on that. Like, look what it's going to look like on your on your Xbox 360. But look what happens if you get a nifty PS4 or a Xbox One. What the difference is going to be? I haven't seen a lot of those comparisons in the in the news yet. And even and also uh, the Wii U version. Yeah, I mean, well, the expectation at this point has got to be that that I mean, hopefully that the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 version is going to look comparable to the Wii U version. Or rather, the Wii U version is going to be built to a standard that's going to be comparable to those other two. Whether or not that's actually true is anybody's guess. There's there's a constant catch-22 of developers don't want to put time into the Wii U because they don't have an install base, and Wii U doesn't have an install base because developers don't want to put time into it. Which actually, it, it, there's there was something I saw that the other day that really annoyed me was um, Deus Ex is being released in a, a collector's edition bundle and it's apparently the first time that the series is going to make or going to be on the um wii u i think um but what i saw that, that really kind of annoyed me was that they are charging 20 dollars more for the wii u version than they are charging for the 360 and ps3 version that that's not if i read it correctly that was not 20 dollars more because it's a newer version it's they're doing a re-release the re-release is going to be on all three systems, but since it's the first time that they're putting it out on the Wii U, the price is going up. Oh dear. Yes, because that'll get people to buy it if it if it's the, the most expensive of the uh, of the versions. I mean, yeah, and then they can say, "Well, we put a game out on the Wii U and nobody bought it," and it did. Yes, technically that's not untrue. You just work, you know. There's been a there's been a lot of uh, yeah there's been a lot of catch twenty twos entering you know we need we need new new IPs wait new IP didn't sell immediately because we didn't advertise as well as Call of Duty we must hate new IPs it's just yeah I mean that's that's the thing if if they're gonna do something new like Watch Dogs I am very much all in favor of that and I hope it gets a lot of success because it is a new IP and it and it does play with some new ideas but if people are going to inevitably start copying it because that's how the industry works, I hope they copy the fact of, oh, people tried new stuff and liked it here, not, uh, let's make a game with a guy that kind of looks like this dude doing stuff that kind of looks like the stuff he did. Exactly, I'm with you there. With the thing and the thing and the thing. And the stuff. So, Watch Dogs comes out November 15th uh, for the PS4. It then comes out uh, for everything else uh, November 19th, Xbox One gets it on its own release, which is the 22nd. So, um, just t- seeing uh, what other potentially new IPs we've got, because there is ev- one. everybody knows about the franchise spam at this point. So, uh, Wyatt? Um, there is one. I'm not sure. I, I'm trying to find a release date for it. I think it's going to be 2014, so I think it's past our window. But the order looks really cool. Oh yes, that's the uh, that's the Victorian steampunk one, isn't it? Yes, it's um the the order is really cool. It's gonna be doing a little bit of like an Assassin's Creed sort of thing with the alternate history, or kind of like weeding itself into history. The idea is, um, there was an idea where now there's half breeds of humans that have kind of been in, in been inserted into the into the uh, humanity several centuries ago. I think it was like seventh or eighth century. But then there's a war that happens, and then the order, which is set in 1886, begins when the the knights actually get in a liquid called black water. This might sound a little bit a lot like Dragon Age in some, where they you know they drink that elixir that makes them really strong. Spoiler alert. Um, but if thanks, you, I hadn't played that jerk. 
I'm just but the black water allows you to uh, <laughs> drink. Allows you to weigh uh, the knights become halfway immortal, so they can actually, you know, um, they can live for centuries. They age much slower. They can fight these things. So pretty much, it's, it's half breeds versus this secret order that's keeping the half breeds from warring against humanity. So it, it looks like it's going to be more of the same in terms of, you know, it's not going to be like a new genre or it's not going to try to like break genre. But it looks like it's it's a new IP. It's a new idea. It, it definitely has its own feel to it. From what I can tell, a little bit like Dishonored, but uh, um, actually a little bit more re- realism in terms of its art style. And it looks nifty. Are you sure that's coming out this year? No, it's not. I think it's coming. I think I see the. No, it's I just found next it. year. 2014. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That was that was only just announced. I think back at E3. It and, was. Uh, so I mean that that I mean that's something that would have I think generated a lot more hype for exactly the reasons you said. It is kind of a new. I mean alternate history games aren't anything new but at the same time when they're when they're unique ideas they can still at least be exciting and interesting to people um and you know some of the a lot of the from what i understand there's only been like one or two trailers there hasn't been a ton of information about it released yet but that's probably because it's you know a little earlier into the development cycle and they didn't want to you know pull out all the big guns before hey look at this great game that you're not gonna play for nine months because it's not gonna be ready yet it's, it's it is really weird that like it seems like the new console wars and the new shiny of this holiday season are hey look at all the new shiny consoles oh you want you want games for the new shiny consoles um that, that would have been a good thing for us to have focused on. I mean, you know, look, it, it makes plenty of sense. They handed they handed developers, you know, the, the software development kits, and they said, cool, here's going to be the limits of what you're going to get to work with. Go ahead and push it a little bit with that. And what's the first thing? Every time that there are new generations, they take existing games and they rebuild them for better graphics. They don't really start playing around with more unique ideas early on. They, they don't have the time to because... You can't you can't just shut down development on what you're working on and, and restart it. I mean, you can, but a lot of studios can't afford that kind of financial hit that, that that would require. You know, you don't know if, for instance, you know, there may have been developers that that after Microsoft announced all of their you know DRM stuff on on the Xbox One that they later retreated from. We don't know if developers called them up and said we're we're not comfortable pushing out games for a system that's going to be this restricted if the if the players are going to you know, have this much of a problem with it six months before launch, let alone when they actually buy it. Fair enough. Um, you know, we, we don't we don't know what the kind of financial constraints were. You know, the developers probably are going to have to make some tough decisions, and so the easy thing to do is take an existing game and just bump up the frame rate. You know, improve the visuals. Listen, it took it took. Um, you know, they said in an interview that Wind Waker, the HD re-release, took them about six months to develop. Now, granted, Nintendo knew the system a little bit better, but you're talking about it talk, jumping two console generations and, you know, significantly retouching a bunch of stuff, and it took six months to get that game released. I mean, you know, Path of Least Resistance here is just going to be take something that's already well on, into its life cycle and put on a fresh coat of paint. So I, I, I give them a little bit of a pass for that, but at the same time, that doesn't... The problem is there wasn't a ton on my list that I was going to be excited about anyway. So just taking that same list and, and you know, prettying it up doesn't really do a whole lot. It's not like the reason I'm not buying a next-gen system is because I like the games and I, I think I have to play them on the higher resolution. I'm not buying a next-gen system because I can buy most of the games that are already going to be out on the current systems and they haven't shown me so far that there's going to be a massive difference or a massive inciting reason to to jump ship, as it were. Got it. Well said. 
Well done. Mm. Yes, quite. Yes, bravo. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? I mean, obviously, you know, as I mentioned, you have more franchise spam. We have, you know, the next Dead Rising game, uh, the next Forza game. <laughs> next Batman. That comes out, well, that's... That's late October, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's like in two weeks. Yeah, I was like, wait... I mean that that counts, right? I mean I'm assuming holiday at this point we're 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 considering pretty much from now to the end of the year. Yeah, sure, why not? I mean if you look at yes, it's not the traditional holiday season, but really if you look at when developers and studios release big games, it's really from the end of the summer until January. You know, I mean September through through September, October, November, December tends to really be when most of the heavy hitters for a year will come out. Grand Theft Auto just came out a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, that's going to be a big holiday seller. I mean, I know it's already yeah. sold a lot, but that's one of the big ones. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of think as far as game developers are concerned, we're already in the holiday season. Yeah, um, I, Pokemon uh, Algebraic Notation. Yep. Pokemon Variables came out today. Yes, yes it did. Uh... And is already getting some some good reviews. The other game that just came out, talk about a new IP, um, Beyond Two Souls, which I was I was on the fence about. I thought this could be really interesting. I know uh, David Cage games can can be a little hit or miss. Um, the the thing that's kind of bothering me is I'm reading the reviews tend to be kind of very split. Some really like it, some don't really hate it, but but it's it's there's a big gap in between some of the scores. So well, it's one of those games, love it or hate it, no real middle ground. Not even hate so much as I think people. I don't want to say they didn't get it because that's that's just obnoxious. But I, I I think people. I think there's a certain type of play style that you have to appreciate, and it's a little off the beaten path. And I can completely understand people who say no, I don't want to play a ten hour quick time event. You know, and and I'm I'm kind of in that camp. I don't. You know, if I'm gonna do something like that. I'd need a story that's going to really be engaging, and that could always be hit or miss. You know, there's there's not going to be a universally loved story. Somebody's always going to have something wrong with it. Um, but I mean, that's that, that's something that you know would be interesting to, to keep an eye on. That could do very well. The collaboration between big name Hollywood talent like Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page, and a, you know, a video game is is not something that you always see touted a lot. So I think that could be an interesting study. But I, personally, I, I don't see myself picking it up unless it gets way cheaper or unless I start hearing way better things about it. It's Fair. nice to see them trying new things, but yeah, I'll probably wait until it goes down in price. I don't have much of a choice in the matter. It's you know, cash is kind of not really my thing at the moment. <laughs> this whole thing about you know being a college student. Uh-huh. Sorry, what? <laughs> Ass. Anyway. Yeah. Um, there is a game that is coming out on the Xbox One launch, which sounds new and interesting. Crimson Dragon. Yes. Um, it's a rail shooter. And apparently it's seen as a spiritual successor to the uh, the Panzer Dragoon series. It's not so much new and interesting as oh, blast from the past. One of those. It's one of those games that that tickles your nostalgia sense. It definitely does. I'm I'm very. Panzer Dragoon was a game I was never allowed to play because it was considered it was like it was too expensive a console. It was too adult because I was still like ten or eleven or twelve when oh, that was one out. Of the, oh, one of those. Okay. <laughs> so like it was one of those like ooh, I, I must play it at some point. But I only got to play it at like Toys R Us for like the, the demo. <laughs> So, like, that's just, like, that harkens me back to my childhood, and 
be great to fulfill. Um, it does look like a good game. It looks like they're really giving it a good workover. It's not just going to be, you know, something they're slapping together. They really want to reintroduce the genre in some way, and I'm really excited about that. I, I would just be, I'm looking at the, the development history of this right now, and I would just be scared, that I would just be hopeful that the game doesn't turn into another cameo elements of power, um, which by which I mean cameo elements of power was an Xbox 360 launch game that had been first a Nintendo 64 game and then an Xbox game before finally releasing as an Xbox 360 game, um, and apparently still felt very much like a Nintendo 64 game in terms of just about everything except the graphics so considering they'd gone back and forth with this required the connect sensor it didn't require the connect sensor it was shown off over two years ago initially and still hasn't been released i i would just you know be hopefully there's nothing really wrong with the title but whenever a game is seems to be nearing completion but then just goes through a whole bunch of delays i always get a little nervous sort of like too human from uh oh god that that Three I think different you just systems. Ki- you just killed three men. different generations, and and they still couldn't produce anything worth playing. Wait, let's moment of silence moment for of silence. for Silicon Knights that doesn't Silicon really deserve Knights. it. Yeah, it doesn't. De- I mean, I mean, I don't want to get into a rant on Silicon Knights here, but I mean, the reality <laughs> is, at the end of the day, they made like one good game by themselves, and then one good game under somebody else's direction. And that's not to say that Nintendo didn't have a lot of influence on the initial one, but I mean. Look at look at their failed Kickstarter attempts. There's there's clearly there's a lot of apprehension about Silicon Knights and Dennis Dyack. But anyway, yeah, Crimson <laughs> Dragon. That would that would be my one my one concern about the game. Other than the fact that I'm not getting it because I'm not getting an Xbox One. Just just <laughs> again, when a game's been in development that long or delayed that long, you tend to be wary of it. Why is everybody suddenly scared about the Last Guardian? Because we haven't seen it in two years. I mean, there's there's something there's something going on there. True story. Mm, very true. You know, Which is unfortunate. Ne- never trust a game that's been in development hell forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and especially when like people on the creative team leave, like they did it at at um, at Sony for the Last Guardian. I mean, something's something's going on. But we'll hopefully we will eventually see that game. And hopefully, eventually, it'll be good. Yes. Well, listen. I mean, we've been proven wrong. Everybody was convinced that that Final Fantasy versus thirteen was dead, and that Square Enix just didn't want to announce it, and they were just hoping people would forget about it so it would go away. And then, meanwhile, it turns out that nope, it's actually being integrated as part of the main series canon, and it's getting a numerical entry, and it's being bumped back to a PlayStation Four and Xbox One release. So. We've been wrong before. Hopefully, that's the case with the Last Guardian, and hopefully, uh, Crimson Dragon is is still awesome. Yep, and uh, Crimson Dragon will be uh, released on the twenty second with the other Xbox One games. Uh, another one that uh, is new uh, is called Rise, Son of Rome. Yes. For, for another of you, uh, for your historical games, right there. Yeah, trying to make three hundred into a game. That's probably the best analogy I've heard for that game. <laughs> well, actually, that's funny. This was another game that was announced two years ago at E3 2011 as an Xbox 360 title. Um, and then as a Kinect, rebuilt as a Kinect game, and then rebuilt again as a Xbox One game. So I- I'm guessing a lot of games that had the initial Kinect requirement have to be retooled now uh, as part of Microsoft's backpedaling. 
Well, I suspect that that's that's the case with quite a few of these games that are going to be available on November twenty second. Yeah, because I, I mean, I I would assume that the developers were operating under the assumption that the Connect at well at, and at the time the Connect was, was required. It was a required piece of equipment, so you had to work yet to make the game so it could work using that. Now yeah. with uh, the Connect no longer required. Now every developer who had Connect integrated into the game are now going. Oh, wait a minute! Uh, Black now what do we Well, I mean, it's still being bundled with every single system, so they still know that it's going to be a, there. It's just a question of, you know, they they're they're going to put on the box they, as they currently do. This game requires a Connect, and then consumers will make the decision. But it's come down to the same thing. It's it's do we want to gamble that enough people will want to keep the Connect? plugged into their system for us to make that a required part of the game. Um, for me, it would also say, you know, if we were a developer, can we make this significantly and demonstrably better by including the Connect, pub, you know, functionality? Can we can we clearly say that this is an absolutely unequivocally a better title using the Connect by a, an order of magnitude than by not using the Connect for for little things like I think in Madden you can call plays by the Connect. Well, great if you're playing multiplayer, you've literally just given away your offensive line. That's that's not something that you're gonna want to do. Um, <laughs> it's it's um, true. Oh my god, guys, I'm gonna <laughs> run left now. There was a when Skyrim <laughs> Skyrim went to Xbox and they and they have the Connect. And they're like, now it's with the Kinect and you can do things. Like, because you can actually scream out for the Skyrim to go quick save and quick load. And when I heard that, I, I had to put down, I had to pause the video and walk away and laugh because I just imagined walking in to like James or someone else and seeing them when they're like doing something stupid, like about to get killed, and then, then screaming out quick save. And then just horrible things happening. Like it's really cool, but oh no, God. or or better, or if you really want to screw somebody, quick load. You know, they're they're in the middle of a fight and they just jump back, like they've lost all the progress from the last time that they would they were playing. But I mean, yeah, if 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 the developers can really add significant functionality, great. I think they should do it, and I think they're going to know the difference. I think it comes down to you know marketing decisions and other reasons why they they should avoid that. But you know. If they can find a good reason for it, cool. It'll be there. I'm just thinking. I, you know, I could see so Wyatt being a troll with that damn Skyrim. Uh... Oh, I, I, I would drive up to Wyatt's house if I could. You know, <laughs> Xbox off. Or you just, or in the middle of town, cast fireball, and just bad things happening. Just... Yeah, absolutely. Oh God. It's like you should have seen me watching Wyatt play uh, State of Decay. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> Another game? Are we onto the Xbox One by this point, or we I, keep going? I think it's we're just now pretty much picking random stuff. All right, if we're going back to Xbox One and like going through the new console stuff, uh, Killer Instinct. I know that there's actually quite a few people excited to see that genre come back. Not genre, that IP come back. Yeah, that was when I saw that at the Microsoft press conference. That was the only game on my, you know on my, you know, want list, because, I mean, I did enjoy Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo, and so it was the only one that, that tickled the nostalgia feel a bit. I mean, I did enjoy Killer Instinct. I was I was excited about Killer Instinct when I first heard about it. I was very surprised, um, and then I 
saw that, first of all, it's not being, I mean, it's kind of being developed by Rare, but it's not really developed by Rare. And the truth is, Rare isn't the company that Rare was when they made the last Killer Instinct games. Obviously. Um, and if you look at the the uh, the pedigree of the company that's making it, it's not really good. <laughs> <laughs> their, their, their titles are things like G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra, which was Woo! a terrible game. Um, <laughs> Green Lantern Rise of the Manhunters, uh, which, which was okay, not terrible, but okay. Uh, they made the game based on Battleship. Now, to be fair, that's that's you're starting from a disadvantage there because we're talking about Battleship the movie, um, and they did not do well with that one either as a first-person so shooter. Made, they make movie video games. About they've the they've made. I mean, they have made games. Yes, they have not. Their their track record is not stellar. They've 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 done some games that were serviceable, but you know they're also doing. Um, they're doing a couple. They're doing a, the new Strider game, which is the reboot of the the Strider Hero series. Um, but that's well. I mean, we'll see how that goes. That's too early to really call. But um, I mean, I, just my point is that I, I I think that the nostalgia factor here is a little bit muted because you're talking. It would be you know we know Miyamoto's worked at, at Nintendo for forever, but could you imagine if Miyamoto had left? Nintendo say in in the late 90s and they hadn't made a Mario game since then and then this year they announced they were making a new Super Mario game for the first time in you know 20 years it would be like well great but things are a lot different and you're not getting the same team behind this so you're not it, it feels more like they're gonna make a fighting game and hopefully they will try and stay true to it but I also wouldn't be that surprised if they just made a fighting game that was more in line with modern fighting games that just happen to include classic characters you know i'd i'd, I'd very need true. to be able to study it a little bit more but i mean it's it's the bottom line is like i said it's not you know it's it's not even being made by the same guys who made the originals so i don't know how much right we really have to expect that it's going to be the same kind of game and even still games from the 90s kind of suck nowadays i mean some of them are still great but i mean some of them you go back and you play them you're like wow i'm really glad that things have changed I went back and I played the original Mass Effect a few weeks ago, and I said to myself, I cannot believe how much shooters have changed since 2007. Oh, like, yeah. I honestly, like, you know, so, I mean, it's it's not that unusual for things to have kind of shifted a lot. So, I, I hope it'll be awesome. If nothing else, even if I don't buy it, I'm, well, I hope somebody else enjoyed it. I loved Killer Instinct back in the day, but I would not be surprised if that does not end well. But uh, we shall see on that. Yep. Um, I think we'll we'll chat about a couple more games before we cut to break because we are nearing the halfway point here. Um, I'll talk about a 3DS game that is apparently high on people's radars. Uh, a Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. Sure. And I've been hearing a lot of hype about the 3D. I mean, I don't own a 3DS. Um. But it'll also be playable on the 2DS. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, God, what a what a I'm not. I'm just not. I can't I can't I have to I'd have to see that system in person, but I, I But anyway, yeah. About the the game looks fun. Um it's 
from what I've seen, it kind of reminds me of A Link to the Past in terms of how it's presented. Well, it's meant to. Um, and they actually, Nintendo actually bothered to explain this time where it fits in the chronology. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they said specifically that it's it's the same overworld, it's the same, I think, world as A Link to the Past, um, just much, much later. Six generations after. So there you go. So Timeline. Hey, how about that? Uh, the 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 mechanic of folding yourself, you know, turning yourself into a painting and moving along the wall looks really cool and unique. Um, that's that's Nintendo all over. They are not afraid to just like, hey, why don't we try this? Okay. <laughs> well, you you get the sense. I've been reading. There's a a book that came out not that long ago. Um, about among other things, it it, it includes a lot of history of of Super Mario Brothers three, and you get the sense really just you know. It's something the author touches on. You get the sense that Miyamoto kind of is like, I'm I'm not really interested in making a game unless we can just do stuff that's different. Let's like let's just take what we already did and and do something else. So I mean, they probably I, I have no idea where the inspiration for this would have come from, but you definitely get the sense that it's like, okay, well we did this already. Find something new to do. Now some some mechanics still hold over. I mean. You know, I can't count on one hand the number of Nintendo games that include a light world, dark world mechanic of some kind. But you know, at the same time, that's that's kind of a unique thing. It's going to give people, uh, you know, it, it hopefully will give the developers new places to hide puzzles and new ways for you know to force people to look around a room. But you know, I, I think it could be a lot of fun. I think it will be a lot of fun. Um. It's uh, apparently also an interesting point. The game is also going to feature an alternate version of Hyrule called Low Rule. Because puns. <laughs> I saw that and I went, oh, for fuck's sake. Because puns. <laughs> because puns. Hyrule, Low Rule, okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, I will give them credit. The inverted image of the Triforce does look cool with the three black triangles and the golden one right side up in the middle. I'll give them that. That does look awesome. But yeah, guys, really. <laughs> oh, didn't, didn't Castlevania, like the Castlevania 3DS game a few years ago, have you play through everything upside down again or something? Don't know. I mean, upside down other games, but I don't remember anybody using pun of. Well, I'm sure somebody has used something similar to low rule in another pun somewhere because it's too obvious and awful to not. That game will come out November 22nd. However, I, I think it might be overshadowed by the Xbox One that day. But yeah, oddly, they're they're the release is a month later in Japan for some reason. Yeah, that that struck me as a bit weird. Uh, sure. It's like okay, Nintendo. There, there's, there's there is uh, is there a reason? Possibly. Are we gonna find out? Never. Never. Absolutely not. Oh well. Um, but I mean, it's it's a Zelda game. It's it's people are you know already in love with it. It's gonna I'm sure do very well. I mean, for the th- a 3DS title. But uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. One game that I'm really looking forward to, which is another blast of the past kind of thing, is um, the new expansion for XCOM, Enemy Unknown, uh, the one that's now called XCOM Enemy Within. I don't know. I don't think either of you guys follow that sty- style of game, but uh, I know a lot of people are really, really hyped. This is the most hype I've seen in my gaming communities for a new game that's coming out besides Watch Dogs. 
is for this new uh, this new version. It's it's just an expansion that just expands on it. And if, for those of you that don't know what XCOM is, it's a top down like turn based strategy game where you're saving the world from aliens, and it's kind of known as an old school style game simply because even though it's been made really shiny and pretty, it's one of the games that still has permadeath as one of its key tenants. Oh yeah, so. isn't that the game where if you, you, you train your soldiers and if one of them dies, like they're actually they're gone. So the, the there's supposed to be a much stronger emotional connection. Yes, for, they're uh, they're gone they're gone forever. They you know so you get them and they're rookies and then they get they get classes. You have your sniper, you have your heavy, you have your scout kind of guy. And um, when I actually got the game, I actually purposely I went onto my team on campus that does humans versus zombies and i named all of the characters after people from humans versus zombies and behind each 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 uh each um report that when someone would die or be critically injured i'd actually write up what happened to the character and like kind of document and i put it i made a huge facebook group for this and i had a hundred people liking it and and commenting on like no what happened to jimmy because like just like the horrible things that could happen to you in that game. So if you just if you if you ever want to just have fun with your friends, have them over, name every person in the party one of one a friend of yours and watch who dies in the most horrible way possible because it's going to happen. Um, and so like it has that old school kind of charm. They're making up a, a new expansion which just doubles the amount of ways that you can do horrible things to your people as well as um, turning them into cyborgs and stuff like that. And I just find it very funny that for me, this this holiday season, um, I'm excited for Watch Dogs. Um, I'm excited for this XCOM game. Um, I'm excited for. I might be getting a um, a DS ish system soon, at which point I'll you know pick up on Pokemon and you know after a long time away from it. And then um, the only other one that I've really heard real hype for is Assassin's Creed. A lot of the other ones I'm not really hearing a lot for, besides you know Woo Call of Duty, Woo New Madden, but not so much for those either. Just sort of like, oh hey, they're out again. <laughs> Well, there's there's a couple of games that I, I would like to bring up in the second half, so we'll we'll, sure. we'll finish with that. So, as we cut to break, you'll have a few minutes of music, as per the usual, and we will pick this up on the second half. You're listening to downloadable content. We'll be back.
Welcome back to downloadable content. Ben and White are still here. They haven't gone away yet. Much as we'd like to. <laughs> Run away! So we will pick up the discussion, talking more about our holiday lineup of video games. Um, we spent most of the first half talking about the PS4 and the Xbox One. Uh, we'll, we'll give some more time to the... Wii U and the 3DS, and does the Vita have anything? I think they have a couple of games. Vita! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that thing's not dead yet. No, absolutely not. No, of course not. Um, does anybody have a Vita? Um, I think I know maybe one or two people. I didn't mean in the world, I just meant in this group. In this world? Uh, no, I don't. I have an iPad. <laughs> well done, bro! <laughs> Absolutely, bravo! Oh, well, that, that's that's Pop. totally the same thing as a Vita. That's absolutely <laughs> exactly the same thing. Mm. When are people gonna learn? Try to take the handheld held uh, market away from Nintendo. Just earns you damnation. It just it doesn't work. I think they're. Tr I mean, they they're trying more just because the devices are physically in people's pockets more often. I don't think they're they're. Meanwhile, if Nintendo wanted to, you know, inflate their stock price, all they would do is just release an official. I think Nintendo could very easily say, "We're going to set a deadline, like 20 years or 15 years, whatever, whatever the date line is, and everything younger than this date line, tough. We're only releasing it on our own hardware, and everything older than this date line, we will license out to other other places." And then, boom! Suddenly, you have a very sustainable, you know, franchising option that will definitely net them a ton of money. Like, they will go back to swimming through Scrooge McDuck piles in, of money if they did something like that. But they're, they're, they're not going to, which yeah. is a shame. Yes. Um, oh, wait, here you go. There's, there's the game for you on PlayStation Vita. And I know it's coming out in other places, but I think you'd have more fun with that on Vita. Angry Birds Star Wars. Hooray. <laughs> I, gave, I gave Angry Birds to Jess when she had mono, and she still plays that and Bubble Witch Saga. She's played the same two iPad games. For four years. I don't well, need another... Why, well, maybe that's why they think that they can take away Nintendo's lunch money. Oh, no, I was talking more about the Vita, but yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Um, obviously, Wind Waker just came out. There is, going back to Vita games, there is, a, a, um, there is an alternate version of... Well, first of all, there's going to be a Spider-Man game coming out, so that'll be something, because it's based off of the 2012 game, so for some reason the Vita version is just coming out now. That yeah. makes sense. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> And the same thing with the Injustice Gods Among Us fighting game. Um, oh no, that's the Ultimate Edition. I don't know if that's the first release or not. There will also be Black Man, uh, Black Man, Batman, Arkham Origins, Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh boy, I'm not that racist. I promise. Uh, but yes, uh, Arkham Origins Blackgate is also going to be out on the Vita, which is a different version of the Arkham Origins title that's coming out. Um, I don't know, well, it's set months after Origins, so I don't know how well that's going to do, but I think that also is coming out on, no, it's just those two. I thought it was coming out on, on phones as well, but it's just going to be on the 3DS and the Vita. Mm. Um, yeah. Do we think it's better that when, when Vita and 3DS games get their own version of a title, or when they at least try and make it the same version? I mean, obviously they're never going to be able to pull off quite the same things, but, um, well, why it's hacking up a lung in the Sorry. background. That's okay. Uh, what do we think? Is it better when they when they at least attempt to make it the same game, or when they just genuinely say, "Nope, screw it, we're gonna we're gonna this is gonna be its own title." 
Because I think it's better when they just acknowledge, yeah, this is not the same system, let's give it its own title. I agree. I, I definitely agree with you there. So, uh, Let's see what is coming out. Because we have another Olympics coming up, that means the next round of Mario and Sonic at the, at the Olympics. Hooray! <laughs> that is a Wii U and 3DS. Hooray! November 8th. Um, and if I had a Wii U, I would be looking forward to Super Mario 3D World because, I mean, if there is a type of game that I really do, I've enjoyed forever, I mean, it's Mario platformers you can't really go wrong with. Especially not four-player versions of them. They just seem to be doing really well. Unless you're playing it again with Reed. Wow. <laughs> Which one am I? I'm colorblind, so I don't know. No, 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 no. It's not the colorblind. Reed takes delight in the fact of killing everyone off. Ah, uh, well, I can see True that. Story. So, uh, Sonic Lost World. I'm, I'm, you know, it's the Sonic cycle. You're, you're cautiously optimistic, and then you think the game's gonna be good, and then it comes out and it's absolutely terrible, and then they announce the next one, and you think it's gonna be good, and you're cautiously optimistic, and then it turns out to be terrible. And so we're, you know, so, back. Some in that. cases you are surprised. In some cases, you are surprised. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing is, is you know, the more they've tried to kind of make Sonic into a, a, a next generation or newer generation thing, the worse off the games have gotten. And the more they've sort of simplified, um, it seems to have been doing better. I mean, apparently there's a downloadable demo of of one level in this game, and I haven't heard people saying that it's atrocious. But then again, there was that Star Fox game where the first level was awesome and everything after that was terrible. So who knows? There are some games that are just, I mean, we're suffering from, like you said, we're making bigger open worlds and better graphics. And so I was just like, can we just go back to Tetris games and Sonic where we run in a circle forever? Sometimes the classics are the best and simple is better. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah. that's also then when you get back into the, you know, mobile phone gaming versus gaming on, uh, True on story. platforms. Because who are the teams that can afford to develop? mobile phone, you know, those those short games with the guys that develop for mobile phones. Fair enough. Another Nintendo game on uh, the docket is the, is another Donkey Kong Country game. Uh, which I enjoy. I mean, I, I really enjoy the Donkey Kong Country games. This is a Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which right now is a December 6th uh, release day. Did not pique my interest. I mean, I haven't played the last few Donkey Kong games, but I don't know. I just I heard about that, and I said I, I like when Nintendo announced it. I I just I had no reaction one way or the other. You're just like yay. <laughs> it's a, yeah. oh, you might as well have told me. Well, it's a Tuesday. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. Anything else? Do you have anything else to contribute to the conversation? I am actually pretty getting more excited about the Wii U. Like. This is, this is what I do for most console wars in terms of I, you wait it out for the first year and then you then you start like going in and seeing like where the games are going and I really like that Nintendo is showing that they're going to uh, the Wii U does have some interesting new things I do like the dual screen thing I remember playing the old uh, what's it called Two. remember the first the four swords the four swords remember the old Zelda four swords where you all had your own Game Boy Advance then you'd plug it into the into the N64 and you'd all have your own miniature screen Yes. Yeah. Yep, I do. I just I love that the Wii U does do things like that. Yeah, absolutely. With the with the new remake of Wind Waker and stuff like that, it's like going down to that price. And some of the games that we're talking about do are trying new things. So I'm excited more for that than uh, the other two systems. 
the the concept of the the asymmetrical gameplay that they've been adding, and I know that's a fun buzzword that people throw around a lot, but it's true. Um, there there are some fun ones. There there's some really cool, unique ideas. I mean, the the problem is that it it costs money for people to invest in in unique, weird ideas. So you're not going to see a lot of it. I mean, the Wii U is just getting like you know just screwed left and right they're not getting dlc for a lot of titles they're not getting a lot of games right when they come out there was a deus ex thing um you know nintendo's in kind of a bad situation in that place but i i my it'll all be, it'll, I, be, it'll I all be fixed when, of, when brawl comes out uh, well, the next super smash brothers game <laughs> i mean i looked at all the the titles that are available for the wii u and I'm, I'm excited by some of them but at the same time you know even with the system just getting a price drop i have literally no desire to get up and go buy one which is unfortunate because it's going to honestly be the first Nintendo home console, uh, non-portable console that I don't own. If that trend continues, and I just still am like, all right, no, it's not there. That's not feeling it. Nope. Um, I know some of my friends have been waiting for South Park: The Stick of Truth. That's another one that's been in development for a while. That. They they also had you know there were some issues with Activision I think was the publisher or whoever was the publisher um, I mean so there were there were some other issues there that that led to I don't know if it actually even led to delays but that may have THQ, affected the it was the THQ, THQ uh, yeah so there you go so I mean THQ bless you yeah sorry THQ uh, having their financial troubles you know also is probably led to some problems with the title at least so I'm not terribly surprised that if that did have some uh, development issues but. Yeah, I mean, the the reception has been very positive. Um, I was just at the New York Comic Con. There was a decent line for people to to get online to play it. So, um. uh, the South Park, the Stick of Truth, that's going to be an RPG. Which you know, with the South Park characters, that that has the potential for a lot of hilarity. I'm I'm sure there will be comparisons made to something along the lines of Conker's Bad Fur Day if they haven't already occurred in just in terms of the general content of the title, but we'll see. We shall find out. Um Gran Turismo six, which comes out on December sixth. Um it's outside of Mario Kart, it's the only other racing franchise I actually enjoy. <laughs> which <laughs> I'm weird like that. I mean, I'm I'm, 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 I'm not a I'm huge sorry. fan of racing games. It's like Mario Kart and Gran Turismo. That's about it. It's a uh, that's fair. It's, I mean, I have burnout, so I, I understand. And by that, I don't mean that I am I am burned out on game on racing games. I mean, literally, I have the burnout series. Yes. So I understand. Burnout. Yeah, there it is. Although I have to wonder if Gran Turismo Six is going to require the same. Uh, eight gig install that Gran Turismo Five had you do. I don't see why not. Uh, the problem is, I mean, I mean, I recently got Gran Turismo Five, and it, this takes up so much. It, it, it's not a question of do you want to install this on the hard drive. It is a you must install this game on the hard drive. It's it's that yeah, detail. Yeah, I mean, so. <sighs> I don't know. It's one of those things where, where when they know that the hard drive space is going to be there... Well, I mean, that's the thing. The idea behind putting hard drives in game systems was A, to get rid of the memory packs, and B, so that, you know, developers knew they'd have some extra space to play with. It was a great way to make sure that they would be able to devote a little bit more room. The problem is that, uh, you know, when you start requiring a 6 gigabyte install, make good use of it. 
I mean, listen, I think the I think the worst on record in case of of a game installation ever was clearly Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, just because you had to install each act as you were playing through the game. Yes. And if you ever changed, you had to switch. And I don't understand what was going on there. Like, there's just from a computer science standpoint, I just I have no clue what but, was happening. What's this? But thankfully, that was fixed. But yeah. So it's it's it was just I mean yes the game does run better when you have it installed but it's just like oh my and you know and the install itself takes about ten years so you know what have you roughly roughly speaking yes roughly ten years yeah uh, for those of you who like Mario Party Mario Party is getting another release on the 3ds called <laughs> Island Tour. And, you know, I, I enjoy the Mario Party games because it's the quickest way to lose friends. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really is. You think you know somebody, and then you play them in Mario Party. And, and... then they steal two stars from you, and it's you know, death. You hate them yeah. forever. Because then you hit chance time, and it, it's all over. There was another game that I saw. Um. I just lost it. Where the hell did it go? <laughs> It'll come back to me in a blinding vision. Take your time. <laughs> if we take my time, I'll be here all night. Well, you still got that 10-year install to go through, so I think you're okay. <laughs> I'm also trying to see what uh, indie games we have to look forward to, if any, for the holiday season. I've noticed in general that indie games, I mean, well, one, like I said, they, they kind of march to their own tune, but indie games are actually now more on, like, spring to summer. I've noticed a lot of indie games come out more that, than anything. That, that's to compete with Steam. Fair enough. Yeah, because Steam does their crazy Steam sales every once in a while. That's when most um, of my friends go broke. Yeah, well... <laughs> Shut up, yeah. Steam, and take my money. Yeah, yeah pretty much. To me. Um, wasn't the guy who did Minecraft doing another game? Or there was no, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of um the guys behind Braid. I was gonna say because there is a Minecraft game coming for the PS4. I'm sure it's just the same as Minecraft. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it's, it's called Minecraft. It's uh. <laughs> that was it. The Witness is is um. Uh, is I think an exclusive for the PlayStation 4, um, although it's timed exclusive, so who knows what that means? Because apparently they're planning on making it for the PlayStation 4 and for iPhone or iOS, so that'll be interesting to see how faithful that's going to be. When this episode will come up before this episode airs, but the next Phoenix Wright game, uh, Dual Destinies, that comes out for the 3DS on October 24th. That'll be awesome. That that's a series that I, I could be wrong. It's kind of one of those that kind of went to sleep for a while, and now it's like, oh, new game! Hey. <laughs> well, I think the I think that you may be more right about that than you realize. I think the the franchise was originally released uh, released in the U.S. as DS titles, but I think they were originally Game Boy Advance titles in Japan. And now we have this game uh, coming out on the PlayStation Network and. Xbox Live on Halloween is Castlevania Lords of Shadow Mirror of Fate. That was well timed. That that's 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 like perfect timing for that series. 
Yeah, Brian, the original Phoenix Wright game was released in 2001 on the Game Boy Advance and, and then released in English for the first time in 2005 on the DS. Ah, wow, I didn't know that. Well, that Four was a year difference? Of, uh, yeah. Well, that was actually kind of what was so funny about it was, um, I mean, I believe so. I don't believe that it was released outside of Japan for the for the DS for the Game Boy Advance. But anyway, what was kind of funny about it was with um the in the first game there were five cases that you dealt with and the first four were clearly all Game Boy Advance versions and then the fifth case um which is completely non-canon, which just made things weird, um was built around the DS's capabilities, so the graphics were way better and it would ask you to do a whole bunch of wacky stuff and you're like, "Where was all this during the rest of the game?" Um, but yeah, the second game, actually, so the first three games were released in the Game Boy, on the Game Boy Advance in Japan before the first game made it out of Japan. Um, they, they, games one, two, and three were released between 2001 and 2004. Then the fourth game was released in 2007. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it they, they kind of fits and starts. Okay. Um, where was so, I, I think unless we have any other games we want to bring up, I just want to talk about what we think is going to be far and away uh, the best sellers, the games that are on going to be, you know, the ones that everybody wants when you know this November and December. Watchdogs. Watchdogs should do very well. I hope. Um, it, you, know, you know, the mainstays are going to do well. The Maddens, the Battlefields. Um, Anything with with a with a you know anything that's a sequel is probably going to sell a decent amount of things. But I think honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you know we look at this this year's lineup and it feels a little lean. And I wouldn't be if that's surprised if that's also because people are thinking, well, they're going to need the money for the consoles. So maybe pushing out fewer games right when the consoles come out isn't a bad idea, just to make sure that people will have enough to get both the console and the games that they want. Maybe. I'm uh, like I said, it's, it's Watch Dogs for me, and I'm actually going to bet on. Uh, in terms of like big sells, I'd probably bet on um, the new Assassin's Creed just because everyone likes pirates. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the, again, there's some club. So, um, I mean, and here here's another question for you, uh, because you know kids like video games too. Uh, the Nintendo 2DS came out. Uh, yeah, I know. You can make fun of the 2DS all you want, but Nintendo has, has explicitly stated that it's meant for kids. Um, Absolutely. I actually, think, I think... Sorry, ben, go ahead. I was just say, I just think they should have done a better job with the price. Uh, fun fact, if you do a quick Google search for a Nintendo DS, the image that comes up is of completely fake render, but that's a different story. Um, I, I, I... It looks... It's one of those things where people look at it, and I, you know, I could see where some of the problems were, but I'm sure it's way more comfortable in person than it looks. Um, I'd love to get my hands on one, but I think that if they were really thinking of trying to go aggressively after a younger market, they could have done better on the price. The thing I would absolutely love is just if Nintendo would release a system that had like no new games of its own, but was just a, a portal to its back catalog, like just something where I could access the eShop and just get all these Game Boy Advance games. That I would pay easily a hundred dollars for, but you know, uh, a Nintendo, but a 2DS at one 
120 or 140, whatever it is, um, without the kind of access to the back catalog that I want. Yeah, okay, but but they also they would need to up the the eShop offerings a little bit for me to really go for it. I know for the uh, for the 2DS, my actually on SpriceandDice.com, uh, my blog. If anyone doesn't know, from me and my friend John Glover, uh, John actually oh, did a huge plug. article. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. I I, I don't mind. I just want to say that actually, uh, John. It was not even me who did it. It's actually uh, John that did it. He wrote an article saying that TDS is brilliant, and he gave his analysis why. And one of it is that um, Nintendo is trying to actually broaden the amount of options available for people. So some people don't want to upgrade to the 3DS XL, don't want to do that. So it's broadening the options to make a more kids-friendly version. It's an interesting argument um, that kind of jumps on and says, "Hey, look, let's not just immediately bash them for what they're trying to do from a business standpoint." And I do know that it is does look more accessible for kids. It looks a little bit more durable for kids. And uh, I know that it actually also doesn't games... come with a warning like the 3DS does. Exactly. Well, it doesn't also... have to. It doesn't have the 3D capabilities. Right. Right. And it's also I... a little bit cheaper. Can I just deconstruct the pricing argument for one second? Because I just think yeah. this is really fun. Um, the, the Nintendo 2DS is $40 cheaper in the U.S. than the comparable 3DS is. Um, it came out today. Pokemon came out two days ago. I'm sorry, it came out today. It came out today. Or, yep. Yeah. How much does Pokemon cost? Anyone? $30. Or, or $30. Up to $35. Okay. So there goes your pricing argument. If you bought a 3DS, if you bought a 3DS, that's 200 bucks. It's it's well, a, it's a totally psychological argument. Yes, yes it is. And I mean in in this I mean People are going to be strapped for cash the, in this holiday season, and you know when you see two consoles, two handhelds that can play the exact same types of games, you know cash-strapped parents are going to go for the one that's cheaper. Obviously. Did any of you ever play? Um, oh, what was that game? Um, what was the direct sequel to Wind Waker? Spirit Tracks. Phantom it? Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. My roommate just reminded me. Thank you. Um, there was a puzzle in Phantom Hourglass that actually required people to fold their uh, DS to be able to complete it. Now, obviously, all I was actually doing was just kicking it into sleep mode, but the in-game text is something along the lines of, you have to fold this, so wondering how 2DS <laughs> users are going to react to that. Um, there is a sleep button Yeah. on the 2DS. I mean, it's just... It, it, listen, there, there have been some nice advantages to Nintendo having clamshell designs for their, for their systems for a while. It protects the screens... You're you're gonna need something else to deal with that. I mean, there 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 are reasons why you could look at it and you could deconstruct it. But the truth is, until I get my hands on it, I don't think I'm in any position to really criticize it. I just I don't know that it's I don't know that it's necessarily just such an easy decision to have made it or not made it, as people are are saying. Yeah, no, and I actually, uh, if you, I got in the habit of watching for some research for my own articles, um, the feedbackula on GameStop. Sorry, GameSpot.com, and I find it really funny because it's just him looking at all the like the, the immediate arguments people are making, just kind of making fun of them. And there, he does one on the 2DS, and it's just like four minutes of people screaming, "Oh, it looks ugly! It looks stupid! It looks like a piece of cake! It looks bad!" Yeah, and then I've seen, at the end of it, uh, he's, the the end of, of a hammer, like a doorstop. Yeah, and then he then he just pretty much he pretty much says at the end, "Well, guys, I think we're all forgetting it's a bleep 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 kids toy bleep bleep bleep." Like I think that's what he finally says. He's just like, "Come off it, people." So yeah, we have to wait and see what happens when it comes out, and you know, I want to see it in my hands. Definitely. And for me personally, I think the idea of a th- of 3D games uh, is a gimmick. 
I don't. That's understandable. I, I this is just personal opinion. I mean, I think the the, the idea of 3D games uh, is a gimmick, and I don't see it really lasting a heck of a long time. I and mean, obviously, it could be wrong. So I can certainly understand the appeal. I haven't played it, but I've heard, or I haven't played much of it, but I've heard that the Super Mario 3D Land really, really benefited from being in 3D. So I'd encourage you to go back and read some more reviews on that and see what people were saying about the 3D involvement there. But I can, I can also understand, you know, the the concern that you know what this is, this is just going to be a fad. I mean, like it is in movies a lot of times. And and with that, you know, you you said that the, the 3D is really good. So I mean, so this is going to be another one of those cases where the only people that can make a good 3D 3DS game is Nintendo. I mean, again, it comes down to how much of it is just these guys have worked with the hardware longer and so they know how to get all the little tricks out of it and how much of it is just these are the guys who are willing and able to invest the time into something that's off the beaten path and seeing what what it does for them. I mean, that's that's always been the the problem with the Nintendo different titles, you know? I mean, it was an issue during the Wii generation. It's going to be an issue for the Wii U. It's an issue for the 3DS. I mean, it's less of an issue for the 3DS because there's not really the same kind of competition that they have on the home consoles, but there is the Vita, although that includes some touchscreen elements now anyway, so that argument may get thrown out. But, I mean, it's... it's. I, I think the problem is that, that they look for ways to make games quickly and easily and cheaply, and that tends to not involve doing things other than what they're accustomed to, and because of Nintendo's systems being different, it there's an expectation of doing things differently, which is probably at least partially put into place by Nintendo themselves. So... Yeah, do I think Nintendo are going to be the only people who can put out a good game that takes advantage of their system? No. Do I think they're the only ones who are going to on a consistent basis? Yeah, I wouldn't be that surprised. Fair enough. So, the 2DS is out today. The uh, PS4 comes out the 15th. The Xbox One comes out a week later on the 22nd. And then Black Friday. Dun, dun, dun. On which I will be safely hidden. I caught. I don't even want to be caught. You know, when these consoles get released, because you already know what's going to happen. Most stores are only going to have four of them in stock. You know, if you haven't pre-ordered them. Oh man, when the PS3 came out, do you remember all the wonderful, horrible news? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, the the shootings and the other things. That was terrible. Going to wait for the headlines to come pouring in. So. Yeah. So we, we think definitely Watch Dogs is going to be a, a huge seller in terms of new IPs. Um, I think the, the franchise spam will also do well, as you guys have said, because reasons. And, uh, because, you know, Call of Duty is, it, 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 Call of Duty will sell a billion dollars, because... Yeah. Annoys the hell out of me. So... I mean, people like consistency, people don't like change, and there's, there's understandable, solid reasons why these titles sell. It, I mean, if they didn't, if these titles selling didn't come at the cost of other unique titles potentially being made, I'd have less of an issue. Mm. But we also, I mean, we, we buy our own sequels. We do. I mean, you know, we just talked about how much we were looking forward to a Nintendo, uh, to a, to two Nintendo sequels. I was talking about a Batman sequel. I mean, sequels sell for, for very good reason. But Very true. Although I'm, although I'm, I'm done with Resident Evil. I, if, if, if a seventh game gets announced, that's it. I'm just, I'm done. There's a, there's a wonderful joke to be made here about a game about zombies, uh, a series about zombies always staying undead and refusing to die. But I, I can't be bothered right now to make that joke. 
of the consoles coming out, if I actually had the cash to get one, I would be more inclined to get a PS4. How come? It's cheaper, number one. Sure. I'm more familiar with the PlayStation brand. I mean... I mean, I don't really... I mean, I have a lot... I mean, in terms of my own personal library, I have quite a bit more PS3 games than I do 360 games. And also because there's not much exclusive titles between the two consoles, I'm going to go for the cheaper one. Yeah, makes sense to me. Also, let's be honest, uh, PS4 or the Sony brand has purposely been orienting itself to become more player or gamer friendly. So... Yeah, beyond just the beyond just the console being cheaper. I mean, you have you know Netflix, you have your your MLB TV subscription. Those are things that you are required to have an Xbox Live Gold account to use. So you're paying for the privilege to be able to use something that you've already paid for on an Xbox, which is a policy that Microsoft has absolutely no plans to change. Which I can understand from a business point of view. It makes no sense for them to change it, but Sony doesn't do that. So there's a great benefit right there. Although, isn't Sony going to start charging for, you know, the use of multiplayer, like five a month or something like that? There's going to be a a slight paywall? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying there's no paywall, and and I wish that that weren't the case, but, I mean, I can understand... That I can at least understand, because they are running the servers, there are fees associated with that. Yes, of course. With, With you using Netflix, you're just... Your system is already just talking to Netflix. Sony has almost nothing to do with it. I mean, they pay to develop the app, but I mean, the money for that they could they could find find in the couch cushions with all the other money they're making. So, no, I I, I yeah, I have an issue with Microsoft doing that, continuing to do that. Whatever one of you don't want to jump in, which which system looks most appealing to you? Uh, I mean, I'd probably go with you on the on the PlayStation. Um, you know, my my concern about the 360 price aside just for the second first of all um i use my playstation way more than i use my 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 xbox um because i I just i think i'm more comfortable with the controller i I like the the triggers on the uh the xbox 360 way better but for just everything else about the rest of the controller i like the playstation controller better but um you know aside from the the price aside from the the restrictions with the online capabilities we just talked about uh this I'm I'm not convinced that Microsoft's not going to try and put this kind of DRM back into the system. It was there once in the first place. There were very understandable business reasons why they put it in. They've kind of never outright said it's completely dead. They just said they're scaling stuff back right now. I wouldn't be surprised if this sort of slowly gets reintroduced. So do I want the company that, you know, introduced some, some ideas that people didn't agree with and then immediately backpedal on them? Or do I want the company who looked at those guys and said, are you fucking kidding? No, we're going to make a system that people will know will work. All right, Wyatt? For me, I'm actually going to uh, go to the side here. I'm actually thinking more at the moment Wii U. Uh, the reason f- for that is that I tried the Wii out. And I, I did like it. Um, but I actually ended up um, gifting it, or uh, yeah, gifting it to a friend after a while because I was just I, you know, I grew up with Sega Genesis, so like sitting down with a regular controller and playing the game, and the Wii kind of was weird about that at times. Uh, I want to give it another shot because I I've been out of I haven't had a Nintendo system in my house for a while, and I want to get into that different style of games for a while. Uh, and also, Jess, my fiance now is. 
really is like wants to be more active in terms of like trying out games and stuff, but a lot of the ones on the Xbox don't interest her. While the new ideas on the Wii U seem to be nifty enough where they might try out new things, artistic things like where you draw with a stylus on the pad for her, like scribble knots and things, I believe. Um for her, but meanwhile, the controller is still normal enough for someone like me. So I, I might want to give that a shot just to, because I really do want to play through a lot of Legend of Zelda's I've missed in the last several years, and I want to play through a lot of those game systems. And as of right now, from what I've seen, most of the new games that are coming out, they're still coming out with additions on the Xbox 360, which is the one other console that I have, or on the computer, and I have Steam. So I don't really see an issue, for me at least. Fair enough. That's perfectly fine. Fair enough. I said, do we have any final thoughts on the holiday lineup, or can I put this to bed? Put it to bed, I think. Then it shall be done. So, if you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, questions on this episode... I'm good. ...or any other episode of downloadable content, you can get a hold of us in a variety of ways. You can go on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash downloadablecontent. You can check us out on Twitter at dlcontent, email dlcontent1 at gmail.com. All episodes can be found on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, so a bunch of different ways to get downloadable content into your ears. So all it now remains for me is to thank Ben and Wyatt for appearing on this episode with me. So thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. And have a good one, everybody.